Welcome to Out of Home Insider, the first podcast for media and marketing executives that connects the relationship between offline attention and driving conversion. My name is Tim Rowe, and for the past three years, I've been interviewing guests about their unique experiences in bridging this misunderstood and undervalued opportunity for brands to create alchemy in the real world. In today's episode, well, it's all about bridging the real world and the metaverse. Today's guest is Jason Schuster. Jason is the COO and co-founder of biztech.io, a metaverse-as-a-service company whose mission is to enable more social connection in B2B settings via the metaverse. Jason cuts through the myths that you need weird AR or VR goggles or niche hardware to access the metaverse and actually makes it really simple for anyone to understand, which is why I'm calling this one Web3 for Dummies, because Jason broke down everything to a level that even I can't screw up. When Jason and I initially connected, it was out of a shared curiosity for one another's passions, but it quickly became apparent that this is a huge opportunity for Out of Home to lean in because of the ability to showcase Out of Home in a way that maximizes its true value in a way you can feel. If you recall the OAAA Geopath Conference Recap episode, I mentioned an upcoming Metaverse episode that I felt would set the course for the most practical applications for the Metaverse in Out of Home. Well, this is that episode. The big idea I'd like you to consider for this as you enjoy the conversation is how do you show something that needs to be felt? So without further ado, let's go. Welcome, everybody, to the Out of Home Insider Show, a podcast like no other, hosted by the one and only Tim Rowe. Get ready to have some knowledge dropped on you and to be entertained because nothing's more valuable than food for your brain. So sit back, relax, we're about to dive in as the best industry podcast is about to begin. Jason Schuster, please answer us the question. What the fuck is the metaverse? <laughs> uh, that's a good question, Tim. So <laughs> I figured that's a good place to start. It's a good place to start, you know, and I, what I like to, let's like, okay, crash course for dummies, right? Metaverse for dummies. So uh, it's not, uh, it's not one, you know, big open world. It's not uh, like a digital copy of the, of the universe that we know now. It's really more like the internet, right? So uh, the way I like to describe it is that the first version of the internet was pretty much just like words and numbers being pushed across large distances, kind of like, you know, Jurassic Park screens, if you remember that from the first movie. Sure. We like uh, put our church bulletin <laughs> online. That's basically, yeah, yeah, that's that that was as simple as it was. And then uh, then they came up with the the interactive interface. We can uh, we can all thank Mark Andreessen for that. Uh, we started with Mosaic and and what it did is like that's what we all know today, right? whether it's an app or a website or whatever, it's this interactive two-dimensional interface. And that's, you know, design, video, whatever. And that's like the second iteration of the internet or web two. That's what we all live in right now. So metaverse is really part of a larger structure, what we call web three, which is bringing everything that we know now as the internet, but into 3D. And that doesn't mean just like one platform, right? This is like, this could be hundreds of platforms, thousands of platforms in the future, mm-hmm. right? It, which includes video games too, but it's taking all that information and now it's like a giant video game, right? So in the future, companies might not have websites. They might just have 
uh, a three dimensional space where like mm. a, like a video game where they showcase all of their services and products and experiences and things like that. It's where we move from Zoom, you know, or these like these like like two way video calls into mm. uh, actually, hey, let's go meet inside of like a like a full space where it's actually going to like feel like we're right next to each other. So that's like the simplest way to think about it, right? It's not, it's, it's not one thing, right? It's all the things coming together. And someday we might be able to jump between all those different worlds and all those different platforms really easily, all with like the same avatar, the same kind of, you know, digital identity. So let me read it back to you. See if, see if I got it here for the, new guy. all right. So <laughs> web one, we took, um, let's use an example of real estate. Web one, we took what would otherwise be like, I don't know, a, a flyer in your mailbox of the 10 homes for sale in your neighborhood, and we put it on the internet. That was web one. Yep. Web two is where we are now. It's Zillow. It's Trulia, right? I have some control over which which houses I want to see and how big are they and right. which, you know, so it's it's I have more control. Web three could potentially be an experience where instead of going to a Zillow app and selecting the homes, I'm in the world. I am in the town where I am shopping for this home and I'm able to walk up and down Main Street and see the shops and then go explore the home in this kind of metaverse experience. Is that is that a fair summation of like a real estate example? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And you could even take it a step further and say that uh, the the neighborhood doesn't even have to be developed yet. Right. This oh, is that's like cool. developers, developers, developers create, dream. Like, it's a developer's dream. Right. So they can actually build the neighborhood the way it should be and uh, actually have like trees and stuff, you know, so it's like they can imagine what it will be like in the future and then sell those homes. OK, so I, it doesn't require me <laughs> having like a VR Oculus headset in my living room to like do everything in my life. This is. This is this is just like an upgrade to the internet, if you will. That's right. That's right. Some some platforms will use VR glasses to to get a certain kind of experience, but the truth is is that most people don't have them, so most platforms won't require that. Because right, if you if you if you're a company, you want to reach people today. It doesn't make any sense to say, you know, I really only want to go after the 05 percent of the population that has an Oculus. Like, ah, uh, no, it's a little limiting, right? So, but yeah, you're right. You don't need any of those things. You just, it'll be similar to what you do now, but way more fun. Got it. And we're going to bring this full circle because initially when you and I connected, um, I was just super curious to like understand better what is the metaverse. And you gave me an right. incredible <laughs> test drive of not only what it is, but but showing ex exactly what it is. And then that really got the wheels turning about the applications for the metaverse for um, you know, team real world over here, the out of home advertising community. How could we potentially uh, meld these two things together in a, in a future, in a futuristic world? And that was the, the catalyst for this conversation. But how did you That's get right. into this? How did you get into like building stuff for the metaverse? We're going to talk a little bit about your, what your company does specifically, but where did the intrigue set for you? All right, so I'm going to try and take a super long story and make it super short, all right, just for, so that nobody has to sit through my boring life. But the truth is, I, when I was 16 years old, my dad started a business, and he works from home. He's a consultant. And I saw from, a very, from that young age 
what it was like to work from home and own your own business. And I said to myself, I, I don't even care what I do. I don't care what industry. I don't even care. Like, I need this. I wanted this like work from home and business owner kind of thing. So like I, the rest of my career kind of evolved from this dream of, I want to achieve this thing that I saw, right? This was before anyone else thought it was cool. Now we all work. I mean, like not everybody, right? But most of us work from home now and it's like totally normal. But, you know, I've been living this since uh, 2011. So I started my first business as kind of a solo thing, doing insurance and then investments and then uh, ended up doing video games. So it's 2017. I started a video game company with a couple of friends. We built video games. It was really cool. Uh, we actually, we built this thing up to like 40 employees in a couple games. And then the pandemic kind of, uh, kind of shut that down. And the next, you know, the next, uh, evolution from that was, you know, what if I could, what if I could help build something that could bring this dream to more people, mm. right? Not just like, like being able to work from home, but like being able to really work from home. Really so Metaverse from was home. kind of that next logical step, right? And then, uh, you know, then now we have this, this platform, like what you saw the other day. And, and it's, it's, I have fun every day, man. I really, I love what I do. And uh, I'm with partners that also share that same passion of remote working, like bringing business virtually, but making it fun and engaging and not losing the social part of work that we all need as humans. Like, and then that's where like the metaverse does that. It actually keeps that level of like engagement, connection, interest without, uh, you know, no Zoom fatigue. If, <laughs> you know, like and know. look, I didn't I did not want to admit it. I didn't want to admit it. I'm very much team real world, uh, as I shared there in the open and as the, the, the yep. listeners of this podcast specifically know. And when, you know, Zuckerbot came out and said, we're building the metaverse. I think that that you know, position became even more uh, you know dug in. But after going through, like after you really showed me like what the metaverse is, I think I think what I literally said was this is more like real life than Zoom is. And right. I, as the words were coming out of my <laughs> mouth, I was trying to pull them back, but because it ultimately is, and and maybe we can you know kind of walk through why that is, but. I think video games are a good analog for kind of what this experience is like. I watch my son. He's, uh, you know, almost 10. He watches all these YouTube gamers and, you know, he watches right. these guys playing Grand Theft Auto. And I sit here and I go, that is such a good way to show someone billboards or show someone bus shelters. Like video games are this perfect way to show people out of home. So then when you were dem demonstrating, this is what the metaverse is, it was like, coming to life for me. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe paint that picture a little bit. And if you want to share your screen, you know, by all means do so. And then we can link back to this, uh, on the YouTube, what I'll do for the listening audience. If you want to see what Jason is. Hey, it's me real quick. I wanted to let you know, as I was about to push publish on this episode, Jason reached out and asked me to not release the video version because there was some content that content that we recorded that was under NDA. So because neither of us want to get sued, we will not be releasing this episode on YouTube. But Jason and I are already making plans to come back and record some great metaverse videos so that you can see this. Just close your eyes. Imagine Grand Theft Auto, but for B2B, there's no robberies and carjackings going on. So 
close your eyes, use your imagination, and enjoy the rest of the episode. But um, I mean, it's like a, it's like a web based video game, and I don't mean to to sell it short, but is that <laughs> is that how you would describe it? Almost. You know, it's uh, that's good. I I would describe it very similar to that, right? It's uh, it you know, for any for any of the audience that's played Grand Theft Auto, I'd say the graphics are pretty on par, maybe maybe a little bit better. It's all it's built in Unreal Engine, so you know what's possible is kind of really whatever their limits are, which isn't much. You know, it, that's what they use to do like uh, movie CGI. In oh stuff wow, these days. is so, the same engine that's used to generate these video games. That's right. Yeah, same, same, same engine. So, so you know, sky's the limit. We're only limited by our imagination, honestly. But uh, yeah, well, we, you know, while while I pull up this, uh, you know, one of our environments to kind of show that I think is is good for this audience, you know, it's it's web based. So all you need is a browser, right? Uh, a lot of these platforms that kind of early to the metaverse were, hey, you got to have the VR glasses, or you got to have you know, like a, like a gaming computer or something, but that just limits, that limits who you can reach, right? And the point of the metaverse is to be inclusive, like to bring as many people together and connect as many people as possible. It doesn't really make any sense to limit that with, you know, expensive hardware. So it's like, hey, no, if you can, if you can run a browser, you can run the platform. And uh, the way that we see the metaverse is a little bit different than some, but there's, we're not the only people in this camp, but we see the metaverse as many connected worlds rather than one mm-hmm. giant, you know, duplicate of the real world, or even like a fantasy world, like a Roblox or something like that. We see it as many worlds connected, each one kind of tailored for a certain kind of experience, but it does, it plays like a video game. If you ever played like a PC video game, you know, typical WASD controls to walk around, use your mouse to, sure. to click on stuff. Like it feels like a video game, but uh, you just open up a, you know, Google Chrome browser and there you go off to the races. So <laughs> it's super interesting. And and did, did you want to share that? Did you, did you want to share a little example of what that looks like? I think that would, I do. I do. To... Yeah. I'm pulling, a, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. So, and then I, for the, for the audience, while we're waiting on this, I, I had to, I have to share this when the first thing I said to Tim, when we met the first time, I was like, hold on, what, what's an out of home marketing guy talking to me? Why'd you even say yes to this meeting? <laughs> yeah, it's a fair question. <laughs> so I was really surprised though. You, you really, you came up with some, uh, with some great ideas and, and, uh, you know, here, here we are having this cool conversation. So. Because um, I think that you know what, the one question that that I'm sure is is on everybody's mind is you know I guess what's the what is or who is the target audience for a metaverse experience and how you know how should brands be thinking about creating a you know an experience and an, and and a message that resonates with that audience? What do you think? That's good. That's a good, that's a good question. In fact, I'll, I'll go ahead and share my screen while I answer that question. Cause it's not super hard to, uh, to do both at the same time here. And, uh, all right. Everybody can see this now. Yeah. Look at that. 
And so, sometimes, Jason, it might look like it's lagging on your side. The 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 recording quality is is a little bit more high speed. So if it does look like it's lagging on your side, it's recording in high speed. I mean, this looks like if you're if you're seeing this is this is the point where you know if you want to jump over to the YouTube, I'll I'll, I'll have it linked. Um, <laughs> this, I mean, it looks like it looks like Grand Theft Auto, and you said it's built on the same engine as Grand Theft Auto, so. It, Yep. You can even hear the footsteps. I'm hearing footsteps yeah. in my in my headphones as you're walking around. And there's a bus shelter. And and I think this was at the point during our first meeting when I was like, hang on, stop. Because if I could yep. show this to an advertiser to say like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Advertiser, think about your brand on this bus shelter and on this wallscape and on this thing over here, right? Like this world is creating that immersive experience. So that was the the, the thing that jumped out to me instantly was how applicable it is to showing someone the power of out of home. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, there's, we are so early in this space, Tim, the amount of ways that we can leverage this tech have not been thought of. Right. It's like when the, when the, when the internet really even like kind of came into its own, people couldn't have imagined the app marketplace, you know, or, or even this kind of like yeah. this, it wasn't even thought of. People didn't think of those things yet. So this is really just kind of the technology, how people use it. I mean, geez, I I talked to someone today. They want to create a a duplicate of a um, of a stadium in the UK, and they want to host events there for like their like the Liverpool soccer team or whatever. Oh, like, that's cool. I wouldn't have thought of doing that. Like, but that that's what they want to do. And somebody else that wants to create, they want to create like a product showroom underneath the ocean. Like why? But Hey, <laughs> but why not? Because you can, why not? <laughs> you had some crazy stats too, about like metaverse usage. It, maybe it was a Roblox stat or like how much commerce is being done in the metaverse. Do you, can you, can you rattle some of those great metaverse Snapple facts off? Cause they were <laughs> Like mind. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so um, yeah, the first one I would say is is according to Tenant, fifty eight percent of companies are already thinking about doing uh, business in the metaverse in twenty twenty three. So that's not all companies, but that's a that's a lot, right? A How lot. many actually do it? We'll see, but fifty eight percent are planning on doing it this year. And you know, when people, some of the media you know, out there will say, oh, people aren't really using the metaverse or there's nobody there. Actually, that's not true. Nike, Nike is kind of one of the early adopters. So is Walmart and Nike put a store on Roblox, right? And you have to think about, you know, the kind of the use case and the users that go on Roblox, but Mm -hmm. Nike's store in the last year has had over 21 million visitors. (laughs) That's crazy. 21 million visitors that wouldn't have visited if it hadn't existed just by creating it. It gave 21 million people a new destination to visit. That's incredible. Yeah. And Walmart, Walmart store has been up even less than that. And they've already had like 10, 13 million visitors. Like, so there's people are, are trying to go in this direction. They're engaging. You know, uh, and Nike's even selling digital shoes, not even real shoes. They're selling digital shoes. Some Holy of these, shit. some of these shoes are going for, you know, five, $10,000 a piece. They can't even wear them. 
They're not. They're they're digital. They're NFTs. Isn't All that crazy? just like it, like it, right. It is. It's just. It's maybe the purest expression of brand equity, right? Where That's I'm just right. creating this this digital. Pro- you can't even physically experience it, but you love my brand that much, right? That's incredible. I think that that's just so amazing. And there was a moment uh, uh, earlier that you might have heard some some ambient piano music playing. Um, if you're still right. listening on the audio version uh, of the podcast, Jason was in like a little bit of a, a loungy type area, and the sound was actually part of that environment. and And you could hear the the volume going up and down based on the, the actual avatar's proximity to the speakers in that environment. Maybe we could double click in there, like yeah, this for the, the like the 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 business to business application. You and I were talking about, right? So we can hear this sound. So you use this maybe to paint the picture of we are at a business conference in the metaverse, and you and I want to step out of this room to have a private conversation right. today. If we were on a Zoom, it's fifty people. Maybe we have to go to a breakout room. Right. In the metaverse, how does how is that different? How is this experience different in the metaverse if you and I just want to sidebar real quick and have a conversation? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'm going to come back to our little office space over here because this is this is actually a pretty uh, pretty cool way to demo this. Is uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw up a uh, a video up on this screen since since everyone here I think can hear my uh, can hear what's going on here. I'm going to Play so you're video. in a conference room. Okay, so now you're sharing a video from your local computer onto this. Actually, no, TV. I'm sharing this from YouTube. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, so so you took yeah. a YouTube link. You're That's sharing right. it onto what we're looking at on the screen. It looks like we're in a conference room. This is a TV that's on the wall inside of a conference room. You took a YouTube link, and that video is now playing perfectly fit to that tv screen as if it's a native video that's right that's right now and, and if, if you guys can hear the sound on this video all i have to do here is i'm just gonna walk out of the room and now you can't hear it anymore super interesting okay so i don't think the sound yeah. was coming through in that case but that's totally fine so while that's you're okay. in the room you can hear the video but if oh, you yeah. are in in uh, i'm using quote fingers now if you're in an office space down the hall you're not being exposed to that sound. You could be in office space down the hall having a conversation with, you know, Maria from accounting. Absolutely. A- about whatever you need to be talking about. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, the way I like to think about it is uh, let's look at webinars, right? Um, what if you if you want to interact with that audience after the webinar is done? Mm-hmm. In a in a regular webinar software like a Zoom, as soon as it's done, everyone jumps out. Right. But in a platform like this, people don't jump out right away because they want to explore. They want to oh, check it out. Or they want to talk to their neighbor. Or or hey, actually, I do want to talk to the speaker because he's right here. But I don't really want to talk to them on a Zoom call where everyone can hear what I'm asking. Right. I'm just gonna say, hey, can you and I? Uh, walk over here to this, uh, you know, to this other private room or something and, and have a, have a conversation just like you would at a real conference. Can't do that on zoom. Not really. And it was li- <laughs> That was the moment when I said, this is more like real life than zoom is. That's right. And, and that, I, I mean, the, the applications 
are obviously uh, infinite, I, I think was exactly uh, the number that, that you told us that, that it was. Um, where do you, right. where do you start? I mean, this is, this is obviously like a whole world built out. Where do you start if you're a brand that's like, okay, cool. I want to figure it out. I want to test different things. Jason, where do I start? What do you tell yeah, me? Yeah. Where do you, where, where do you start? First thing, uh, and, and this is, um, you know, this is, this is a little bit of a, a plug at marketing agencies, but the truth is, is you start with marketing, right? What is the brand image? What is the feel? What is the pulse of the brand? And then you build an experience around that, right? So now we, you know, and again, I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about just biz tech in particular because, you know, I, we, I know our brand. I know our and platform. Biz tech really well. is, that's your company. That's, that's, that's right. Biz tech, that biz tech is, 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 is our company. And so, you know, if you have a vision, we can build it. Now we have, I have a lot of like standard environments and buildings and 3D assets that are already ready to go and we can piece things together, but that's not the limit, right? You can do anything. So the, the step one is what do we want to achieve? What do we want to achieve with the metaverse? Do we want to reach people? Do we want to just keep the people we already have more engaged? Or do we want to, do we want to migrate part of our business model? into the metaverse, right? So we're, we're having conversations with like banks that are like, you know, I think we want to move part of our business model into the metaverse, forget marketing. Like I, we, we want to, we want to bring people into the metaverse and sell loans because mm. people don't want to go into the bank office anymore, but like going to the bank, sucks. but they I'm still want to, they still want an expert on the other end of that exchange. That's really, really right. interesting. Yeah, they want an expert. They want someone that they can talk to. But but a Zoom still doesn't quite feel personal, and a website is really not personal. But you know, Metaverse is kind of the next step. Same with insurance. I'm, I'm, insurance companies are looking at the same thing. Construction companies want to showcase their their models, their designs, right? Or like you said, like a developer. What a dream, right? To be able to show. This. So that's like business model stuff. They're actually selling their services and products. Other brands might want to do a showcase. So the step one is, what do we want to achieve? Step two is, what is our brand identity? And how can we how can we visualize that in a space where there really isn't any limits, right? And I'm mm -hmm. you're going to keep people engaged. What's I think the average person only stays on a website for 15 seconds, something like that, it's 30 pretty, seconds. It's pretty not good. It, it's really low. It's really low. But if you can get someone into a space like this, 15 seconds isn't enough because you haven't even seen anything. People sure. want to explore. They want to check it out. What is this? What do they have? And if you've got someone there for two minutes, five minutes, they're way more engaged with your brand. And that's where that, that is an opportunity for advertising agencies too, hmm. right? To, to, to get eyeballs and to, to get people, get people engaged. But, you know, I uh, I love the concept that you came up with as it pertained to out of home marketing, because I wouldn't have thought of that. Right. You you being in the industry, you kind of had some ideas uh, for for this type of technology right away. Because we're still working off of like Web 1.0. Right. That that church <laughs> right. bulletin, like 
we're still buying billboards off of a two-dimensional picture that was taken seven years ago from an angle that's perpendicular to the billboard on the shoulder of the highway that doesn't actually show you anything about the billboard and like how it is good for reaching traffic, right? right? Like that's how, as an industry at large, we're still buying a lot of the inventory, which is wow. based on your description, that's that's web one. We haven't even gotten to web two. Shit, if we could just <laughs> skip it and go to web three and have a virtual showroom of the real world, because that's like that is one of the big challenges, right? Is how do you how do you show somebody what what it all looks and feels like? How do you show somebody that you know something that is seat of the pants kind of driven? It's not it's not a Google ad, it's not a Facebook ad where I know if I serve it to a hundred people, the computers have figured it out that two or three are gonna click on it, right? This is right. It's it's something that happens when I see the bus shelter with the wallscape in the backdrop, and then the taxi drives by with the taxi topper on it, right? Like, right. I can. I, there there are ways to to parse it out in the bottom line metrics, but it's something you kind of got to see to feel. Um, oh yeah, and and that to me is so exciting. So this is not like building out a website. This is not like you know, taking your website and turning it into an app. This is building out, to your point, a, a completely new arm to your business. This is a, a significant capital investment. This is a significant team investment. Um, for brands that, that are seriously looking at that, where, you know, from a budgetary and from a timeline standpoint, where should they be thinking to create um, a metaverse experience, at least a first version of a metaverse experience. Where do you advise brands that are yeah, thinking first, about getting started? First version of a metaverse experience. That's a that that's a good place to start. Um, so so I would say huh, it's hard. How long is a piece of string, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a hard one, right? It depends on the brand, but I would say most brands can get started with a, you know, let's just say step one is let's use the metaverse internally. We've got remote mm. workers. We've got remote employees. Let's create a space that is a little bit more engaging for our employees. Companies could get started with that for something like fifteen, thirty thousand. And so reasonable. You, you, you. Oh my god! You, you, you offloaded that in the lease. You didn't have to renew this year, like to make yeah. an environment for your employees. And this is something that lives on forever. That's right. Yeah, and it's just there, right? And then uh, what you, once you kind of get used to it, bring in people that have ideas. Bring mm. in the creatives. These creatives, there is no limit to what they can come up with. I, I, I love talking to creative people that see platforms like this, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I've got 20 ideas, mm -hmm. right? And then from there, maybe you build out something that's a little bit more complex. And I would say, you know, something a little bit more complex might be some hundred thousand dollars, 150,000. But the return is you're doing something that no one else is doing yet, you mm -hmm. know, or some people are doing, but Hey, you're doing it in a more creative way. You know, uh, when we, one of the and first shoot, things build, building out a brick and mortar store costs a whole, whole lot more than that. More. That seems cheap. <laughs> Sorry, you were That's gonna right. you were gonna add an exclamation point to that. It just it, well, I, it just I seems like not enough money. <laughs> so I'm not trying to shill for Jason, um, but I think when you really spend time and think about like what you can do with this and the fact that it's permanent, it's not 
a website that you have to do over in 18 months because it's now outdated. Like, sorry, it, it just gets me excited. So didn't mean to step on your toes there. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're all good. I just, uh, I was going to say when, when we first started designing the platform, one of the first use cases we thought of was like virtual trade shows. Right. Mm-hmm. And we saw other platforms and like all the trade shows, they looked like regular trade shows. And I was like, I don't want a regular trade show. I want to go to a trade show where the booths are like on fire or like mm. floating, uh, like floating in the ceiling or something like, yeah. and that, <laughs> you know, but still with like, you know, good, like professional kind of ambience, but like, why, why does it have to be limited? Right now, I think right. out of home if marketing Burning Man was there, a business conference. What would it look like? Let's create it in the metaverse. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Now I think out of home marketing, maybe it's like a little bit more like you real world, like you said earlier, but you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, it's especially for brands that are going to out of home marketing companies to try and reach their audience. Get crazy. Why not? Why not? Why not? You know, just in thinking too about that kind of connected experience, right? Like let's, let's, let's drive it all the way home. It's, a hand painted Calvin Klein wall with a QR code. And when you scan that QR code, woof, you yeah. are warped into the metaverse shopping experience for the brand that you just saw this incredible hand painted wallscape in the real world, right? Like that's, that exists. That, that is now a possibility for brands. And that's right. I think it's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's a lot cooler to get somebody to come into your into your metaverse experience from, like you said, like a QR code. Then, hey, you know, if you go to our website and use this coupon code, you can get a discount. <laughs> right. <laughs> because apparently people are willing to spend five thousand dollars on a pair of uh, Jordans they can't wear uh, if you get oh my them. Gosh. <laughs> so, Jason, oh, yeah. give them, uh, you know, an out of home. We use lat long as uh, as our proximity to, to let folks know where we are. What are your Latin long? How do folks get in touch with you? Where are you most active on the socials? Absolutely. Uh, mo- most active on LinkedIn. So so we're, again, we're kind of building this metaverse for business. It's B2B and we kind of created that professional ambience. So LinkedIn is our is our home on social. Uh, so you find me, Jason Schuster. Um, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm one of the only Jason Schusters out there. So <laughs> you should be able to find me. Or BizTech, you know, at, at BizTech on, uh, on YouTube or, We've got a bunch of content out there if you guys want to come check it out. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, hit, hit us up on our website, biztech.io or, or LinkedIn. And you know, let me show you what's possible. We've got some really cool stuff. Got some really cool stuff. We'll make sure to link to all of those things. One question um, to, sure. to, to, to leave you with on the way out. And it's not, it's not the gotcha, but it's, it's, uh, it's the one question I had up here at the top of the, top of the list. I think it's a good place to, to, to leave off at. Sure. In your mind, how do you envision ensuring, you know, the safety, if you will, the well-being of users within the metaverse? How do you how do you think about solving for cyberbullying, harassment, things like that in a place like the metaverse? Absolutely. You know, and that's that's a really good question. And thankfully, thankfully, that's a problem that I don't have to try and solve as much since we're dealing mostly with businesses and professionals. Mm -hmm. Um, But most of the metaverse will be social experiences. 
and it is it is a problem. Now, blockchain technology really opens up the doors for security as far mm. as like really making transactions much more secure, easy to track. Uh, people own their data rather than the platforms owning the data. So that's a that's a big one. That's a big step. Cyberbullying and things like that, that just comes down to community management. And there's no way to stop people from making bad choices, right? Because even even in the in the in the world forum, right, we've still got you know whole countries go to war with other countries for whatever reason, right? And so people will always kind of do what they want, but it's getting better. And I will say this, and this has nothing to do with uh, with our company at all, but AI, the explosion of AI this year, which is, I would say metaverse and AI are interconnected, but AI should make it much easier to monitor and pick up on those types mm. of things like cyberbullying and be able to notify platforms quickly by note by recognizing those behaviors. Um, so I hope that that answers the question, you know, fairly well. Um, yeah, again, luckily that's, that's not something that I'm going to have to deal with as much with it being like professional spaces and mostly dealing with people who, you know, they can do the equivalent of like putting on pants when it comes to like, sure. <laughs> like social interaction, doing business. But, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. One of those brand safety elements to uh, to be mindful of as we uh, forge forward into this brave new world. Absolutely, awesome, Jason. I can't thank you enough for being here. This has been an absolutely enlightening conversation. We'll make sure to link to all the resources. Uh, if you found you this to be helpful, please share it with somebody else who could benefit. As always, make sure to smash that subscribe button, and we'll see y'all next time. Quarter century, I finally came to my senses. I finally got my hand up on the tinted Benz kid. I see the world clear through my tinted lenses. With the dream and the drive, the possibilities endless. Now print that, send this all the way to Tokyo. Take a trip down south, down to Mexico. Next stop, Shanghai, the world class trade show. First class all the way, cause that's how we roll. Yeah, call us the rock star businessman. Rocking shows we handle business, man. We got our own future in the palm of our hands, cause. Divided we fall and together we stand